When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, Tottenham Hotspur fans. Welcome along to uh, the latest Football.London Spurs podcast. Joined by our Spurs writer, Ali Gold. Hello there. I didn't, I didn't want to risk <laughs> saying your name because I knew you'd give me a glance across the microphone I was looking here. forward to it. Um, I'm, not, I'm not called you by your first name in a while, actually. But anyway, we'll, we'll move on before that becomes <laughs> move on, Tim. the main topic of the podcast. And Steve Frugia, um Spurs fan and uh, just all-round good guy, aren't you, Steve? <laughs> Could say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so many talking points to get through after after Friday. It feels like um, uh, that was that was quite a long time ago now. After Chelsea actually, you know, only playing last night, getting the win that they they needed, they've moved a step closer to the title. Ali, you were there on Friday. Um, were you disappointed in 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 how they performed on? In, oh, massively. For such an occasion. Massively. It's it's one of those where you can't go overboard because obviously you've got to look back at the whole season. It's been a brilliant season, but just on the night, just everything about it was disappointing. It was, you know, my first experience of that stadium, which was interesting. Uh, <laughs> no, come on. Put your cards on the table. Reveal all. You know, reveal exactly what you think of the London stadium. Well, I've joked having not been there about the whole binoculars thing, but yes, you do need them. <laughs> Honestly, I've never sat so far from a pitch in my life. I might as well have sat in the shopping centre, you know, Westfield, and just watched it from there. It's and yeah, no monitors, so I was kind of guessing what I couldn't see happening. As we joked about earlier, you know, we sometimes do well. We do every week this uh, moments you missed in a game, and I was worried that I was going to have to do moments I missed during the game because <laughs> you are so far. And the Tannoy system, you know, it was all, all these bad omens. The Tannoy system wasn't working properly when they did the teams at the start. It was all crackly and hissy. And Can uh, I get this right? You're claiming that you, yes. knew, you knew things were awry from the moment yeah. Yeah. that you heard the Tannoy system playing up. Yeah, that was it. And you could actually hear the West Ham fans. They were actually being noisy. And it was the old cliche there, cup final and... It just, I mean, there were moments, you know, Harry Kane puts that away in the first half, Adrian doesn't get his foot to it, or it doesn't go just over the bar, and I think Ericsson had a shot as well, Alderweireld had a shot as well. It could have been so different. I think it was one of those nights, Spurs had scored first, totally different night, but it just got nervier and nervier and nervier, and then that bloody Lanzini again. Seriously, it just, he is like uh, Achilles Hill in these matches. Yeah, the reaction, Steve. I, I've, I was saying to Ali pre-podcast. I, I find it, I found it kind of almost slightly bizarre in that Spurs fans were clearly not willing to be overly critical and didn't want to be seen as having this rash judgment of, of the season after such a disappointment. Yet, naturally, kind of attention turned to right. Well, Chelsea are going to win their remaining fixtures. Let's not make any kind of pretense about that. And kind of attention's focusing now on what needs to happen in the summer, what what Pochettino needs to do to take this team on. It's a weird kind of reaction ahead of a final few games in which Spurs should really celebrate what's been a great season and, you know, finishing off at the lane this Sunday. Yeah, I think we knew that 
if we dropped any points, then the title would be Chelsea's, and they could clinch it on. Is it Friday they play Saturday? Yeah, Friday. Friday. Um, yeah, so they could clinch it before we even play again. Um, yeah, nine games won in a row is an incredible achievement. Mm. If if that if that loss had been in the middle of those and we had gone back to winning ways and won the rest of those, then we wouldn't be going into the last three sort of. Well, I'm 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 not dis- obviously I'm disappointed with with the result. I'm not disappointed where we are. We're no. second in the league. We're above. We, it, we've, we need to get one point from from um, nine to from our last three games to get second in the league. Was that the same as last year? I don't. Know. I think it was. <laughs> I think we needed one point from the last three games as well. Yeah, and we do play we'll United. That, yeah. <laughs> we play uh, Leicester and Hull. Uh, Leicester last season's uh, nemesis. Yes, but um, I was going to say about those final three fixtures. They, I, I thoroughly expect Spurs to get the point they need, but they're not not three particularly easy fixtures to run off the season. When you think Mourinho will okay, he's going to have to juggle resources because United have got Salta Vigo this Thursday. He didn't play the weakened team at Arsenal that he suggested he might do, but it was still, he made changes. It was weak enough to lose to Arsenal. Well, exactly, <laughs> quite. He, but he will, he will probably want to you know, play the, the role of party pooper again and, and go and spoil all the celebrations on Sunday. Leicester, Leicester fans will be really up for that. There's a kind of bizarre, kind of almost after last season, there's, there's a bizarre hatred between Leicester and Spurs fans now. And I think Hull... Could feasibly still on the final day, yeah, definitely. You know, be fighting for against relegation. So it's it's a bit. It's going to be an interesting end to the season, I think. No, it really is. I mean, Leicester are one of the form teams now, aren't they? Under Shakespeare, um, yeah. It's Mourinho is just it's classic Mourinho coming up, isn't it? He's maybe Pochettino's the young pretender now to being one of the best managers in the world, and he wants he'll probably want to prove. Oh, you know, the old guard has still got it, which is ridiculous to say. An old guard is not even that old. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing we can hope for Spurs is that whereas last year, kind of the games they did fizzle out, there wasn't there wasn't much to it. Final ever White Hart Lane game, crowd are going to be enormously noisy. Players are going to want to make up for London Stadium the other night. That I'm hoping the combination should get at least a point, if not more, at the lane. Then then maybe they can relax slightly in those last two games. It's an interesting matchup as well, because you've got the, the league's best two defences coming up against each other. I can't imagine that there's gonna be a lot between the two teams, Steve. Yeah, and you you can see how like on, on Friday we, we struggled to score. We had we had a few chances, didn't have a great amount of chances, but yeah, if we're coming up against a defence like United's it might be a bit difficult. But what, what? Right, I'm just going to put it out there. Oh dear. <laughs> what needs to change this summer? Because we 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 have this conversation. It feels so you know cyclical in that we talk about it constantly. Spurs that starting eleven, fantastic. You look at it and it's almost impossible to earmark a position in that team. There are probably some slight question marks. But even I mean, in previous podcasts at the start of the year, we probably spoke about Christian Eriksen being one of the more dispensable players mm-hmm. in that team. You cannot say that on his 2017 form. Now, 
how do Spurs make that next step? Because I look at that Chelsea team and I think I think there'll be a consensus amongst Chelsea fans that they need a new centre back, a new left back, left wing back, a new central midfielder, and a new striker. I think the majority of fans would say that. I look at the Spurs team and I don't. I think if you put the question to fans, who who a who do they need to sign? B where do they need to sign? I don't think I don't think there would be a consensus, a majority that would say, ah, we need a centre back, ah, we need a winger. <coughs> I think there is. It's a real. It's really open for debate. Yeah. Well, strangely enough, we put that question out this morning. I kind of asked people what positions are we looking for this summer, and if anything, it kind of went the other way. Every single position was essentially mentioned, and I think that becomes comes really from the fact that first eleven, as we say, you're not going to tweak much. Because that eleven is probably could be any other eleven in the Premier League on its day, um, but it's the quality that surrounds it. I mean, Pochettino kind of said after the West Ham game, "I, you know, it was tough for the players to keep the same level they did against Arsenal," and I think it's one of those difficult catch twenty two situations where he made just the one change with Walker coming in for Trippier in the kind of understanding that you'd take that momentum from the previous game, which everyone understand. But then on the flip side, maybe you did need some fresher bodies, other players of a similar talent level, and maybe that's where Spurs are falling down. They can't replace those bodies if they need to. Is that, is that Carl Walker case like almost a microcosm of the problem in that they've got a... It's one of the positions where they've got such a good backup in Trippier who... It's it's arguable now that he's not the backup. He's he's the number one choice in some respects. That's almost like this catch twenty two situation you talk about. In that, if Pochettino brings in say a a brilliant left back, a better left back than Ben Davis to compete with Danny Rose, and then he then kind of moves past Danny Rose if Rose gets injured or whatever, and Rose can't get back in the team. Does that disrupt the harmony that he's he built at, at Spurs? It's it's so difficult, and a few a few weeks ago you would say not one of these players would want to leave, and then all this has come out about about Walker, and you can see why he would be disappointed being left out in the FA Cup semi final against Chelsea, being left out in the North London derby, the last North London derby at the Lane, which if you were a player you'd think, look, I've, I've been. I've been playing at my best for the majority of the season. And you can say Trippier has deserved it. He's been playing really well. And maybe we did need his his ability going forward rather than... I guess Walker is great going forward, but he's more of the all-round wing-back compared yeah. to Trippier. Walker will run at people. I mean, Trippier will deliver balls in. They, I, I don't know. It's just It's just really difficult to... Oh, sort of figure out where the team are and where the players are behind closed doors as well because we, we don't know what's going on on Walker though didn't cover himself in glory against Palace or West Ham well exactly you know it didn't exactly make the case for why he should have played in those big matches it's it is I mean we mustn't forget we've got Lamella Winks um, someone else who's gone completely out of my head to come back as well you know there's, there are players to come back into that team that will challenge but it's I think that's the problem. There's maybe 13, 14 top, top players Pochettino would trust. But then after that, there's a bit of a dip in quality. Exactly. And whereas, you know, we've said it before, semi-final, Chelsea brought on Costa, Fabregas and Hazard. Spurs brought on Nkudu and... Uh, <laughs> who was that one? Oh, Walker. 
Yeah. I I think the only the most obvious way to improve would be by buying world class players. But we're not gonna spend the transfer fees um or the wages on a player like that. Everyone mentions Isco repeatedly over the last couple of years. How much will that cost? Especially if we're going into the new stadium. Uh, we don't want to sort of break the the wage structure, which is is really low, <laughs> yeah. um, really low the, wages compared to the teams we're challenging against. But you, you flip it the other way and think: last summer, he went. He he looked at the situation up front and said, "Right, I've got one of the elite marksmen in in the Premier League in Harry Kane. I would have to go and purchase a." Frankly, a Lewandowski or a player of that calibre to better Kane. I, I think that's Pochettino's thinking there. Yeah. And he thinks to himself, I'm looking around Europe's top five leagues, which we know is, is where Premier League managers like to primarily shop for, the, for their players. And he's probably looked at it and thought, there aren't, there aren't players in those leagues that, that A, we can financially afford, B that should definitely come in and just displace Harry Kane straight away. And C, he thought to himself, we need a backup. We need a backup. And that is exactly it. It's, this men- it's almost a mentality of we need a backup. Yeah. And then does that sacrifice on quality? Because he goes to the Dutch league. He looks at Vincent Janssen, who had a brilliant goal-scoring mm-hmm. record prior to moving to Spurs. But the whole, to, almost to me, looking from the outside in, it, the mentality of the deal is you are a backup that's, that's all right. you are all you probably ever will be to Harry Kane because it's all about Kane mm. how, how do you solve a problem like that oh, it's a massive but it's interesting because I kind of want to go back to what you said earlier about the um, you know how does it affect morale if players become better than the person they were brought in to be a backup to and I don't think in this Pochettino kind of camp and the way he runs things I don't think that would be a problem I think everyone accepts that they've got to perform to their best, not even just in matches, but in training as well. I think that's massive. Whereas I think the money aspect is the one thing I think that can destroy the Spurs team. I really do. It's really sad. But the wage structure is there for a reason. It's worked brilliantly, and he's found a manager, Daniel Levy in Pochettino, that can work within it. But now they're, they've exceeded their own expectations in a way. There's that exposure. Exactly, and they know what they're available, what they can get at other clubs, and even these contract renewals we've had this season, you do wonder whether other players are looking at them and thinking, oh, you know, Deli Ali, he's only 20, was he 21 now, and look what he's earning, and I'm 26, 27, I should be earning that, and that's my only problem about this side. It's so yeah. much to do with money, and also, like you say, bringing in another player. There's talk that Sissoko's come in and was in 95 grand a week. What does that say to the... Mm. Quite frankly, no disrespect. To, well, plenty of disrespect, I suppose. Sissoko, better <laughs> players that will be on less money. Harry Winks is a better player than Mr. Sissoko for me, and he will be on a fraction of that a week. Yeah, and it, it's not just the players themselves. You, you might think they they would be happy just carrying on as they are, performing as they are, being the, the stars that they are. But you know that their agents are going to be on at them. You know that, um, like to earn to earn a quick buck, and, and you know that. When they're on international duty, maybe players at, a, at other big clubs and earning a lot more money might be saying, look, if you come here, you could be earning this amount. Or if you go to that team, you could be earning that amount. So, the, 
some of the players that have been linked, for instance, Harry Maguire. Obviously, it's from the rumours this week, it sounds as if Michael Keane is Liverpool bound. I think Spurs would have obviously had the, you know there's a lot of interest in Michael Keane. Ben Gibson's another one that's been mentioned. I guess those examples are a case in point again for me. And and Wilfred Zaha is another one that Pochettino likes. Ross Barkley as well. Although I think those two deals would require a lot more money given that, mm-hmm. for me, I think Hull will probably be the third team that go down. I think Harry Maguire um, has only got 12 months or so left on his deal. So I think yeah. Hull are going to be vulnerable to offers. And I think Poch- Pochettino clearly likes the look of him. But again... For me, and this sounds hypercritical, but if you're Toby Alderweireld, Jan Vertonghen, Eric Dyer, even as the third central defensive option, I don't look at Harry Maguire and, and think that my first team spot is particularly at risk. No, but I suppose it's just it's one of those, isn't it? It's developing them for the future. Dembele probably didn't think that about Harry Winks, but you look at how much he's come on, and I seriously think next season we could see him dislodging Dembele in games he's that good wow yeah no I think he is I think Dembele's got injury problems he can't play two games in quick succession if he gets out of the team Winks comes in and you don't drop him do you think he's losing a bit of that dynamism about him Dembele a little bit (sighs) maybe just that fear factor that other sides have about him maybe I've noticed I don't know about you say but he does he's been losing the ball slightly more he's kind of always been this kind of you know, kind of talisman for Spurs that you just could walk through the whole opposition team. But I've noticed in recent games when he's come out, he's lost the ball and he hasn't been as good. Especially maybe maybe because of the injury concerns. Yeah, could be. I mean, I've said, I don't, I've probably said this before, but you know, you see him walking around after a match. It's like an old man hobbling around. There's clearly, I think he's thirty now. He's getting over that kind of threshold when you're not at your peak anymore. And yeah, I, I don't know. I think. Vertonghen, I think he's 30 now as well. Alderweireld must be, was he 28? I think he's getting up there as well. I I think they should have a slight fear factor about these guys coming in. And, you know, every name you've said is that classic Tottenham bracket. Even the money involved, they're still players that aren't definitive you're going to come in and start. They're all ones that are going to improve and challenge. So, eh, it's another one of those summers, isn't but it? The, but then... We said about the big money deals or these sort of more obvious players that might come in. But then you look at where we've been successful in the last couple of years and getting in the Deli Alleys and, um, well, Harry Winks coming through. Harry Kane, over the last three seasons, coming from nowhere. We wouldn't expect him a few well, years ago to be... probably wasn't worried about class. Harry Kane, was Well, it? exactly. Um, so, yeah, we, we could say about getting these players in, the other... Op- sort of more obvious option as well is bringing them through and seeing how good these younger players are but then you win nothing with kids well, <laughs> for instance could Carl Walker's possible departure pave the way for Carl Walker-Peters to start making some inroads into getting into the first team I think it has to I think if I think that will be I think Pochino looks that way first Whereas a lot of managers, you know, we've had Redknapp in the past with boom, he's been looking for a bargain. I think Pochettino, he'll look to the youth system first and see what he's got. I think Walker Peters, it'll be one of these where over the summer they'll go away to America, Walker Peters will be heavily involved, it'll be between him and Trippier if Walker goes, obviously. And I think that's the time to impress. I think that was when, sorry, I keep banging on about Harry Winks, but he does kind of, he's quite a useful one to use for other players as well. 
because I think it was it was Australia, yeah, for the International Champions Cup. He went away and Winks apparently blew everyone yeah. away with how he was behind the scenes as well as on the pitch. Um, and if all competitors can do that, and another young lad, Marcus Edwards, you know. Marcus Edwards kind of really dropped out of the scene in recent weeks, came back from his injury, you know, kind of all the hype had slightly died down. He's done all right for the under-23s, hasn't done fantastically. But, you know, give him a summer under Pochettino. Because with Edwards, with all competitors, he's training complete with the first team every single day. Marcus Edwards is half and half of the development team. I think he's another player that we might see more of. Don't forget Carter Vickers as well. So many of these young, talented players that Pochettino sees as like almost the golden generation of academy kids coming through. So whether he'd want to block their progress with big money signings is another thing. Just on Walker? Yes. Do you think he's going to go? Yes. I do. I think there's just so much now that's happened that's kind of made it obvious. I mean, the one for me was the most... If it wasn't because of it, it was the most incredibly stupid timing of social media change ever. Was switching everything on his social media accounts to England kits <laughs> rather than Spurs. I mean, come on! I mean, seriously. Yeah. Um, and Pochettino's had so many occasions where he could have denied it. I just said anything. Just, just said, oh, you know, no, we've got a great relationship, Kyle and I, blah blah blah, whatever. Kyle Walker's. Has these social media accounts? He could have just said, "Don't believe all you read." You know, you see tweets like this. Lamella came out with one, didn't he, a couple of months back? Mm. It's clearly it's gone all a bit pear shaped. Pochettino's got Trippier. He knows he doesn't have to be held to ransom. Uh, Walker signed a new deal in, I think it was September, October. He's you know up to the eyeballs in years left. Do you think that strengthens City's hand in, on the negotiation table, though? Given that it's Daniel Levy, true. <laughs> I don't think anyone has a strong hand against Daniel Levy. That's the problem. True. But will Pochettino... I mean, this is probably, in some respects, a a good test of his ability to manage these potentially disruptive situations. Mm. Will will he want to force a possible... I'm not going to definitively label him as this, but a possible bad egg in the camp if... He's done it before, though, hasn't he? Adebayor, Kabul... I, I don't believe that Carl Walker is a bad egg because no, that's if, true, that's true. if he was, he wouldn't have played on Friday. Yeah, no, I don't think he's a bad egg. I think he's a very popular member of the squad. I think he just feels his value is more than he's getting. Yeah. Um, and I think I think he'll go, and I think it'll be a world record fee for a defender. I think they'll get massive money for him. Because Guardiola absolutely loves him. I think I was in a press conference when he was talking about uh, Rose and Walker. I think he'd have the two of them in a shot. The two all back in January, or uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, at the Etihad. Um, yeah. Oh, he, he absolutely adores him, and I think he'd tell the City guys to just spend whatever it takes, and Levy would take whatever it, you know, it takes, and, and City will spend whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, massively, and you know, and I mean, we've seen the links with Adam Smith today and someone it was a nice tweet I saw you know Danny Levy you can get 40 million for Walker and spend 4 million on Adam Smith and bring him back he'd do it but I don't think it'll be 40 I could see it being 50 55 yeah. 60 for Walker just on possible departures Vimmer maybe Soko yes. maybe Josh Anoma is that one that someone that you think might need to leave Spurs to really... I think he does but I asked 
pod sent out that question and a couple of months back I said you know Josh Onema surely he needs a loan he's not getting the games no 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 I want to keep my talented young players around me they've got to learn they'll learn more here than they would in a match personally I don't agree with that I think up to a point yeah when they're really young but Onema's now I think he's 21 he's I mean I, a, lot of, a lot of fans thought the Wickham game sticks in my mind particularly as one that he had a real opportunity in. Yeah. It, admittedly a few players have real opportunities oh, it was an off then. day but he yeah I mean I've seen him absolutely boss under 23 games He's a, when he plays in this central role Poch plays him further up the pitch so it doesn't really work he's, he's not in his natural position but send him out to a lower Premier League team maybe someone like Brighton with yeah Chris Hughes and the Lynx yeah it's a great shout and it, well they've um, I think the, the Chelsea lad Tamori um, I think they've had a lot of success with him um, got a lot of friends who are Brighton fans who, who think that he he's you know really come on and flourished down there really want him back on loan next season so yeah on a mo- I, I, I agree I think he's in that kind of bizarre middle zone of being too good for mm. the football the under 23 football of that age I think he's probably mm. physically more imposing than a lot of players at that level but for whatever reason it just doesn't look like he can necessarily make that, that next step well, up Pochettino has let him and Walker Peters go off to the under 20 World Cup which essentially is, has ended their season yeah. you know, and he was clearly fine with that which I think is strange because if you think if he gets the point against United these last two games, he could bring in a couple of these young players. Could give Carter Vickers his Premier League debut. You know, he could bring on Walker Peters, same, and let Onuma have a couple of goes. But yeah, it's something funny about that. But Vimmer, Vimmer must be off. He really, I mean, it's barely featured, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And when he has, I mean, the, the City draw was the probably the one. That was yeah, that was a low point for him, which is such a shame because he looked such a good prospect last yeah. season. But he, he he's just regular football. He's a good player, but he's he's not gonna get in. Um, while you've got the three um, at the back as well as Carter Vickers no. coming yeah, through, so. Poch loves Carter Vickers he'll be ahead of him for years to come anyone else Sissoko if they c- that's another one of pride though isn't it Levy would have to get a <laughs> whack of that money back and who's going to spend 30 million or just Sissoko <laughs> I don't think he would I think he might loan him a big loan like fee to maybe back a to French France, club or something yeah, yeah. Uh, Shisoka I can see going Nkudu Nkudu may be a loan out but he's got the youth side I think him yeah. and Janssen might be given another season just to show that you know if they've developed or not um, other than that I don't think there'll be many departures no I'd hope not <laughs> I don't, yeah otherwise you start to pull apart the, the squad that's done so well you know but I do think maybe Walker Wimmer possibly Sissoko possibly okay. well um Far from out of time, sadly. I will get your predictions as well, but I just wanted to... Obviously, two massive Spurs fans in front of me. Um, can I get your your best ever memories from White Hart Lane ahead of what will be a, a very emotional occasion on, on Sunday? Oh, it's going to be so sad. It really is. I know we've got to look to the future, and that new stadium is absolutely stunning. But, you know, that was just... White Hart Lane's place my dad used to always take me to as a kid and when you're a kid and you walk up those steps and look out and see that green pitch as you come up it's just stunning for me best memory is probably the win against Chelsea with Lennon scoring the winner with his weaker left foot as well I think if I remember Martin Joel you know kind of just getting rid of that little hoodoo we'd had for ages and just the crowd that 
I think it was night, wasn't it? It was a kind of a five o'clock game or something, and just the crowd were nuts that day. Um, it was similar actually to the last game against Arsenal, that same kind of atmosphere. Yeah, it's going to be a sad place to leave. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about the the memories of of Whitehart Lane, and like it's somewhere I've been going almost my whole life, and. Uh, there's a memory that that my dad um, always repeats about. I think it was about '97. I was five, and I can't I can't remember which team we were playing. But Ginola scores, and he does his his slide forward, and my dad's convinced that he was looking at us <laughs> when he was smiling, doing nice. that slide. And yeah, and it's just so many memories, good and bad, like the. There for the Mwamba game, and it's it's something that that just sticks in your mind. Yeah. And ev- every trip to to White Hart Lane is is an event, even if you if you do go every week. I, I I've never been a season ticket holder. I've been going more regularly over the last couple of years, but every time you go, it is it's just so special. And and you you got the memories like the I was saying the five one in the. Um, Carling Cup mm. semi-final against Arsenal 2008 and the 9-1 against Wigan it's yeah, difficult it's to pick fun. out uh, to pick out one moment and even it, it, I'm on. interested to to hear whether you think it is given how the season has ultimately panned out but the, does the Chelsea win earlier this year rank amongst that? It's up there it's up there I think, yeah, I think you're right. Because of the fact that Chelsea have still gone ahead and looked like they're going to win it, it's maybe taken a bit of the gloss off of that and that other teams have beaten them since as well. But no, it's up there. It is. I think, and don't forget, it's not just Spurs fans that are going to miss out with White Hart. I think the Premier League's going to miss out. It's the atmosphere in that ground. So few in the Premier League, you know. We only have to go up the road to see a, a stadium with uh, absolutely zero atmosphere. And, you know, you are. You're losing grounds like that. I mean, they're certainly trying everything they can to make this new Spurs ground sensational when it comes to acoustics, atmosphere, all of that. So hopefully. But, you know, I was at that another London ground the other night and it just didn't compare. It does really that, does that worry you two, potentially? I, I think that they've put a lot into making sure that the new stadium is as good for fans as it mm. is for for their wallets. Yeah. <laughs> um, so close to the pitch as well, the fans. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried about next season, perhaps, with, with Wembley. Um, but I think you've got to look to the future and Wembley is a... It's, it's something that's got to happen to enable us to, to prosper. A lot more fans are going to get to see the team as well. Yeah, I'm always reminded every time I write anything about Wembley, all our kind of international Spurs fans will come straight on and say, "Well, you know, we can get to games now." And and other people from around, Mm. you know, England will be able to see it. And I, I I would have no hope of of getting a season ticket in the next twenty years if if we stayed at the current stadium. Mm. But there there is a chance that I might get one. Possibly even next season at Wembley, or the first or second season in the new in the new it's stadium. Sad, so. but it's time to move on. Yeah, lovely, mm. very nice. Um, predictions, lads. Oh, I think we're going to get that point, and it'll be a one-all. A bit. Would you consider that a bit of a damp squib to finish off? 
Not if they are leading and Kane scores the last minute equaliser. <laughs> Which is exactly how you think things are going to happen. So that's great. Uh, Steve, uh, more optimism? Or? I don't know. I, I think we'll, we'll get that point. Um, yeah, may, maybe one off. One on as well. I'll go nil nil to nil nil. The last ever White Hart I think the two best defenses in the league. I think they're going to probably cancel each other out. But so. I, uh, yeah, I think I think the game will be completely overshadowed by um, the, the celebrations yeah. afterwards. The occasion, yeah. having what is it, eighty eighty former legends, players former players and managers that have been invited, yeah. seeing the likes of Martin Yole. Gascoigne can't go, but Clive Allen oh, yeah. and Chris Waddle and Cliff Jones, Chaz and Dave. Chaz and Dave. <laughs> it's a little while after the game as well. It's about 25, 30 minutes after. I hope everyone does stick around. I imagine they will because they want to drink in every last minute of the stadium. Yeah. But so disappointed that I can't the be there. But oh, just to round off, obviously yes. the demolition job will, will commence yeah. pretty as soon. As I was about after. to say, the very next morning. Daniel Levy is handing over the key, whether it will be him or one of his many minions, he'll be handing over the keys to Mace, the construction company, and that place, that wonderful place will start coming down. Yeah. It's going to take three months, so don't, you know, don't be too sad. You are going to be able to see it from the high road and all that still for three months, but they are going to absolutely get through it as quickly as they can because they're on this tight schedule now, and uh, I don't think anybody wants two seasons at Wembley. Yeah, and so soon after the Arsenal demolition as well. Couple of weeks. Ago. Oh, he's been waiting he to sneak that. that. He's been waiting to sneak that one in there. He's got a piece of paper podcast. somewhere with that written down. <laughs> he's That's just t- he just ticked that off on his little notepad. There. <laughs> um, great, thank you, Ali. Thank you, Steve, for joining uh, joining me. Thank you very much. I was, I was waiting for something. <laughs> I thought we were going to just fade into obscurity. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, brilliant. Uh, thank you, Spurs fans, too, for joining us. Um, and uh, do send us. Do send uh, any questions you have that you'd like answered on uh, next week's pod um, to Ali or to our Spurs Twitter account at Spurs underscore FL or on Facebook too. Just get in touch with any questions you want to ask us. Um, And yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, Have a good week. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Enjoy the occasion. And uh, yeah, see you later. Bye-bye.